Are we even surprised with the leaked audio from the conversation with GOP minority leader Kevin McCarthy and Rhino Liz Cheney? Not really. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you are listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. So audio comes out yesterday, I believe it was, with a conversation between House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Rhino from Wyoming, Liz Cheney, regarding the January 6th insurrection and the impeachment from January of 2021. In this conversation, Kevin McCarthy tells Liz Cheney that he is going to suggest that Donald Trump resign as he believes that the impeachment will pass. He thinks the right thing to do is for Trump to resign. So I'm going to let you listen to this clip. Liz, you on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I guess there's a question. When, when we were talking about the 25th Amendment resolution, um, yeah. and you asked if, if, you know, what happens if it gets there after he's gone, is, is there any chance, are you hearing that he might resign? Is there any reason to think that might happen? I've had a few discussions. My gut tells me no. Um, I'm seriously thinking of having that conversation with him tonight. I had a talk to him in a couple of days. Um, from what I know of him, I mean, you guys all know him too. Do you think he'd ever back away? But what what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to call him. My this, this is what I think. Um, no, it'll pass the House. I think there's a chance it'll pass the Senate even when he's gone. Um, and I think there's a lot of different ramifications for that. Now, I haven't had a discussion with the Dems that if he did resign, would it not happen? Now, this is one personal fear I have. Um, I do not want to get into any conversations about Pence pardoning. I got I mean, the only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation we should be done. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it, but I don't know. This is not surprising in the slightest. I have been suspicious of Kevin McCarthy for a very long time. For me, not being a political person and being really relatively new to politics and government, I got on board with Donald Trump when he came on the scene in 2015. And despite some of the personality things that I didn't really love about him, I really did love his passion for saving America and with his drain the swamp slogan, it really opened the eyes of a lot of people like myself and maybe like you too, that weren't paying attention, that weren't really involved in politics before. And we started seeing what was really going on. And part of what was really going on is people like Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney, these career politicians who might have the Republican label on their name, but they don't really act like Republicans. And the swamp, as we've seen over the last six years and prior, no doubt, I mean, the swamp isn't new. It's just that many of us are just now starting to open our eyes to it and pay attention to it and get involved with it. The swamp is deep 
And it's not just in D.C. It's in Olympia, Washington. It's in every state. It's in every county and city. We cannot get away from career politicians. And it's really discouraging to me because I want to see change in our country. And when we've got half of the Republican Party, maybe more, I'm just going to use half as a figure, but what I see is at least half of the party is really behaving like Democrats or career politicians who are following the money and who are doing things not for the good of the people and the constituents who elected them, but they're doing them for personal gain. I've always thought that to get involved in politics, you have to have a certain level of narcissism. And I don't say that in a bad way, but you do have to think that you're pretty important. You're kind of a big deal in order to feel led to a position of leadership in your government. And of course, we need people with those traits and they can be, you know, there's good narcissism, there's healthy narcissism, and then there's obviously the extreme of unhealthy narcissism. But I don't think you get someone like a president of the United States or a congressperson or a senator who doesn't have a pretty high level of narcissism going on. Politics and government attracts people with those traits because they're naturally good at leadership and public positions and positions where they need to feel like they're important and their opinion is the right opinion. But it can also be used in a negative way. And I think one of the things that happens in politics is you get these people who come in and the only way that they can win is... I don't know how else to say this, but by being bought off by special interest groups or big corporations, you know, such as big pharma or big tech, you can't really get to the level you need to do without complying with the wishes of these groups. And it's not just on the Democrat side, but it's also on the Republican side. And I think what we saw that was different about Donald Trump was that he was already self-made. He already had his billions of dollars and he didn't need any groups or any people to financially back him and get him to a position of power. He already was there. And so it seemed like he truly had the interests of America at heart. And I believe he did. Sometimes his delivery, I don't really like his delivery. Sometimes I don't like the way that he treats people. And I think it's just, you know, it's just his character. But I loved his policy and I loved that. And I felt like, and I still feel like it's very genuine that he loves and cares for America. But he was surrounded by career politicians. He was an anomaly in our government. And the career politicians that were surrounding him still had to answer to all of these other special interest groups that they've been answering to for years, such as Kevin McCarthy. You don't get to be the House leader without the support of the special interest groups and all of these big funding organizations and corporations. So it's no surprise to me to see, to hear this leaked audio and really that Kevin McCarthy is in bed with the rest of the rhinos and mainstream Republicans in D.C. That's not a surprise to me. I think I would have been surprised otherwise. But what really makes me frustrated is that 
we have some really big problems in our country. And these people, these career politicians are not standing up and speaking up about the issues. You don't hear Republicans in large numbers standing up and saying what a bi- what makes a biological woman and that there are two genders there there is male and female why why aren't they standing up and speaking this really simple obvious truth why can't they do that well we all know why they can't do that and they won't do that even here in Washington state i don't hear the republican leadership standing up and speaking out against what's going on with our children the push to give our kids gender changing hormones and to do body mutilating surgeries to cut off their genitalia. I don't see them standing up against that. I don't see them standing strong for the unborn, but you do hear them taking a side against Trump. You don't hear them speaking up to support the January 6th defendants who have been sitting in jail for over a year who have many of them do not even have not even committed a crime and they're sitting in jail and i don't hear the republicans nationwide standing up in support of these citizens it's so frustrating and it's going to be interesting to see kind of where this goes with the mccarthy thing i don't think anybody is surprised by it and so i don't really know if it will really go anywhere I think the swamp is so deep that these people can just get away with it and they know they can get away with it. And so it doesn't really matter to them because they're protected and they're backed by people with so much money and so much power that Kevin McCarthy is not afraid. Is he afraid of the conservatives, you know, on social media who are really ticked off because he was essentially backstabbing Trump and saying that Trump should resign over this and he wasn't standing up supporting Trump? He did vote um, against the impeachment. I mean, so that was good. He wasn't one of the 10 who voted to impeach. Like there are two here in Washington state, Jamie Herrera Butler in Washington's 3rd Congressional District and Dan Newhouse in Washington's 4th Congressional District and also Liz Cheney, who the audio was between. She was one of the 10. um, And Adam Kinziger, did I say his name right? He's one of the 10. And of course, you know, he's tweeting about this leaked audio and I'm sure he's loving it. But it's another reminder for us as conservatives who maybe you're like me and you don't consider yourself a Republican, you're not part of the party. I kind of feel lost, actually. I feel like I don't have a party because half of the party that I would align with is behaving like Democrats and they're not protecting us. I feel like we the people have been kind of hung out to dry. We haven't been protected by these people that we've put into office. And, you know, it kind of makes me think about like all of these years this has been going on, you know, this slow push by the Democrats on some of these things like the LGBTQ agenda that they've slowly been pushing into our schools and into our corporations and the social justice stuff that this is not new. You guys, they have been working on this for years. I feel a little betrayed by our Republicans for not speaking louder about this. And they can say, well, you should have been paying attention. And yes, I agree. We should have been paying attention. I should have been paying attention. But they also have a responsibility to be the voice for the people and to speak up to the people. And I don't see that. Even now, 
I don't see our Republican representatives speaking out in large numbers. There are a few. There's a small minority of vocal conservative Republicans who will speak up and speak out, who are brave enough to speak up and speak out. And those people need our 100% support, whether that is financially backing their campaigns because they likely won't get it from the special interest group. So if you can throw some money at some of these conservative Republicans who are taking a stand, please do it. If you can volunteer for their campaign, if you can share their posts on social media and get other people to donate, that's a huge help. And write to them, find out who they are and write to them and just say, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for taking a stand and let me know how I can help support you and what I can do to make your voice even stronger. It does feel like a huge uphill battle, but we must continue to stand. We must continue to speak out, even if it feels like our voices are going unheard and ignored. We have to continue to speak up because it's the right thing to do. We have to find our conservative leaders and support them. As we roll into elections, I find it is difficult to know who we can trust, who are the candidates that we can trust that will really stand up for us, for we the people. And so I encourage you to use discernment as you are talking to candidates. Pray about it. Pray for them. Pray for wisdom that our eyes would be opened and that we would see truth and that people who are I'm just going to call them wolves in sheep clothing, would be exposed before elections so that we can, with clear eyes, see what's going on and what people's intentions are, because it's really important for us to be voting for people who will speak truth, who will not be afraid to stand up to these swampy people in D.C. and whatever state you're in. And that takes a person with a lot of courage, and those people are going to need a lot of support from us. So I'm going to link the uh, audio for Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney in the show notes so that you can go back and watch that. And there's an article that goes with it. So check it out there. And if you have any uh, conservative leaders that you know of who are really taking a stand, I would love to hear about them and reach out to them and see if they might have a conversation with me on the podcast, because that's another way that we can give support to them is giving them uh, an audience where they can share their message and where they stand on these issues. And we can get people out to support them because no matter what state a candidate is in, we can support them with our dollars. And that's going to be really important as we roll into this election season. So I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. I've gotten some great feedback. I've gotten some great podcast topic ideas. I would love it. Keep them coming. All of my contact info is listed in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. And if you would rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen, and if you would share it too, that would be awesome. Have a great weekend and I will talk to you again next time. 